It's only been 14 days And already adore the way you are to me I wanna ignore and take it slow Cause I know where this can go Moving too fast until we crash I've been down this road before Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And if you would do me a favor, please subscribe to you listening. Please subscribe to you watching. It definitely means a lot to me. You know, one of the hardest playoffs to predict is the NHL playoffs. And the reason why it's one of the hardest to predict is because it doesn't... There's some times where a team can be so dominant in the regular season, yet and still fall short in the playoffs. Now, that that can happen in every sport. I mean, we saw that uh, the Patriots the year when they lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. Um, hell, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, they went, what, 13-3 and three or 13-4? and four, No, 14-3 and three or something and lost in the first round or lost in the bye week or lost to the 49ers. But the NHL is is always the toughest, in my opinion, because you see people win the President's Cup. You've seen people go on historic runs and damn near. And, and, and I mean, look at the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, a lot of people say that there's a, a curse on them, but the Toronto Maple Leafs have a great year every single year. Like, they're they're one of the best teams, at least regular season teams in the NHL by far. I mean, you have uh, you have so many good players on that team, yet and still they can't get out the first round. I say all that to say, congratulations and shouts out to the Colorado 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 Avalanche for winning the Stanley Cup uh, over the Tampa Bay Lightning four to two, or they won the series four to two. And one of the biggest reasons also why I said that the NHL was one of the hardest playoffs to predict is because, weirdly, we should have seen this coming from the Colorado Avalanche. I mean, they came in as the preseason number one or ranked as the preseason number one in the favorites to win the championship or the Stanley Cup Finals, they were going crazy all year. When we talk about scoring, when we talk about having one of the best uh, goalies, having one of the best power, you know, one of the best power play teams. But again, and it goes back to the original point of why it's so hard predicting the NHL playoffs, because that hasn't mattered in the playoffs a lot of times. The teams can be red hot. Look at the uh, look at the Calvary. Calvary is one of the hottest teams. Look at the uh, look at the pan. Was it the pan? Look at the Panthers. Look at the Hurricane. The 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 Hurricane is one of the best teams by far this year, and didn't and didn't even make it. To, I think they lost in the second round. But then it, it kind of goes back to when the when the Capitals won back in two thousand and eighteen. I believe when the Washington Capitals won, they pretty much went into the the Stanley Cup or Stanley or the NHL playoffs hobbled 
And then they just caught fire. TJ Oshie caught fire. Alex Ovechkin caught fire. But, uh, and they caught fire and won. If you would have looked at their regular season and looked at how they kind of limped to the playoffs, nobody would have thought they would have won. And I'm not, this is not me discrediting the Colorado Avalanche. Do not get me wrong. Congratulations and shouts out to the Colorado, Colorado Avalanche. They were, again, the, they came in as the preseason favorites to win it all. They had an incredible season, even though they didn't have the best season as far as all the player, all the teams that were in the, in the playoffs. They did have one of the best seasons in, in the NHL this year. And they were completely dominant then. I think I think in the entire playoffs, they only lost, what, four games? The entire playoffs. Now, each series is a seven-game series, and they only lost four games. And they were beating people at record pace. Like, they were destroying people. So, shouts out to the Colorado Avalanche, man. I, and it's hard for me. See, the, the thing... One of the biggest reasons why I picked Tampa Bay to win was I thought Tampa Bay, again, when you're on the cusp of history, that means a lot to players, that means a lot to the organization, that means a lot to the sport. Again, it goes back to when Golden State had a chance to three-peat. They tried their hardest. The only reason why, in my opinion, they didn't complete it was because they all fell apart at the end. KD got hurt. DeMarcus Cousins got hurt. Klay Thompson got hurt. Steph Curry got hurt. Draymond Green got hurt. Everyone got hurt in that playoff run. And Klay Thompson and, and KD and even uh, DeMarcus Cousins in the beginning of the finals, they all were hurt in the finals. So, yes, 73-9 and nine wins are great. And, of course, that's a regular season. You know, Golden State made history in the regular season. But I'm almost sure 73-9 and nine feels a lot different than a three-peat. Or a three-peat feels a lot different than 73-9. and nine. Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Lightning had a chance. A lot of people were discrediting their first championship because, of course, it was the bubble championship. A lot of people were kind of discrediting the second championship because it's like, well, I'm not going to say discrediting. They were putting a little more validity to that championship, but it's still, all right, well, the, the teams that they faced, a lot of their best players weren't healthy, which, of course, that happens in every playoff. So I just thought the Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Tampa Bay Lightning were very resilient. I think they were like, before this series, they were like 3-0 and when it came to elimination games. So I just thought that they would they would get it done, but again, you can't really, at least in the NHL playoffs, you can't really. It's hard to to dissect what you're seeing with your eyes because things can change. I mean, look look at the Rangers and the Rangers and in, in Lightning series. The Rangers were up and looked at completely dominant the first two games of that series. Then the Lightning came back and beat them four straight times. Like, it was nobody's business. Hell, Colorado, Colorado in this in this Stanley Cup Finals beat the Lightning 7-0. The Lightning came back, I think, the very next game and beat them 6-2. So, what I'm saying, it, the NHL playoffs is the hardest playoffs to, to predict, but... The, the Colorado Avalanche came out on top. So congratulations to you guys. And honestly, I think 
they have a lot of young players, man. They have they have a lot of young players. Uh, Valerie Ninchuskin. Nin <laughs> He's one of the. They have to re-sign him, but they have. They, yeah. All I'm saying is this, man. Um. Oh, they also have to re-sign Nazem Kadari. All I'm saying is this, man. If they re-sign, I'm going to call him by his first name, Valerie. And if they re-sign Kadari, uh, they have a lot of young players. And they have a lot of young pieces that can propel them. They, I kind of see them the same left for outside of the overall success. I kind of see them the same way I see uh, Golden State right now. Golden State has a lot of veteran pieces, and the veteran pieces are great pieces. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green. But then they have a lot of young talent. They have Jordan Poole. They have Jonathan Kaminga. They have James Meisman. They have uh, Moses Moody. They have players that – Andrew Wiggins. They have players that can propel them to, you know, once – the, the 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 veterans kind of slow down. They they have another tier of talent that can that can propel them. Same thing as the Colorado, Colorado Avalanche. They have a lot of young pieces, and there's a reason why most of the uh, for the last few years they've been ranked as some of the as one of the top teams in the league. It's just this is the one year, uh, or the the first year in a while that. They were able to piece it together and actually win. So, congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche for winning the Stanley Cup four to two over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Also, congratulations to the Old Miss uh, Old Miss Rebels for winning the College World Series. It kind of goes back to history again, man. Oklahoma. <laughs> I, okay, so Oklahoma had a chance. If Oklahoma won the world, would have won the World Series, which, by the way, they were ranked higher than Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss wasn't even ranked coming into this series or coming to the season, and they weren't ranked in the top ten, I believe, in this World Series. But so, was, but Oklahoma was. Oklahoma had a chance to be the first team in in in, in NCAA history, at least in, on the baseball side, to win the World Series in both men's. And women's softball and baseball. So I'm thinking to myself, yo, you chasing history, my G. Go do that. No. Ole Miss said, we ain't got nothing to do with us. <laughs> so congratulations to Ole Miss for winning the College World Series. Uh, they look good, man. They looked they looked really good. And they have a lot of, a lot of young talent. They also have a lot of upperclassmen. So, you know... Baseball is kind of, the, or college baseball is kind of the same way. I mean, you look, Tennessee has been dominant for a minute. They didn't win. Um, you know, you have Vanderbilt. You have a lot of good teams. And this was, I think, the first the first uh, year. You know, I don't, I don't know if it was the first year ever, so don't hold me to it. But I think this is probably the first year that Ole Miss even won. Oh, no, the seventh. I think this is their seventh championship, I believe. In school history, not like in a row. So, congratulations to Old Miss uh, for winning the College World Series, the men's College World Series. And also, again, congratulations to Oklahoma women for winning the College World Series softball. So. Ugh, Kyrie Irving. Um, 
So I don't know if it's going to be next. It's probably going to be next episode. Maybe next episode. I don't know. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down. I'm free agency is clearly approaching, and I'm going to go through every team and think and and give you guys the one free agent I think that they should try to get. But in the meantime, Kyrie Irving, uh, who has been in the news clearly for a while now, uh, I talked about last episode that he there's a possibility he could leave Brooklyn. And where would he go? He gave Brooklyn, I think, six teams. And one of the teams were the Lakers. I know one of them was the Clippers, the Knicks, uh, the Heat. Uh, I don't remember the other teams, but he gave them six teams that he'd be willing to go to. As we sit here today, Kyrie Irving has picked up his player option for the Nets. Uh, he, I think out of the six teams, the Lakers was the number one team. Again, these are all sources. These are all what sources are saying, I, not my sources. Sham was saying this. Um, Adrian Wojnarowski was saying this. Sources, they were saying that the Lakers were the number one option and the number one team that could have got Kyrie or that Kyrie wanted to go to. Of course, they would have to do a sign-and-trade, but they were also saying that Kyrie, there was an option, there was a point where he could have possibly opted out of the the 40-something million dollars and signed a six-year million, or six-million-dollar six uh, mid-level exception with the Lakers. Um, You're hearing a lot of conflicting stories about this. You're hearing... One of the biggest reasons why Kyrie signed the or opted into the Nets is because nobody had nobody wanted to do a sign and trade with Kyrie. You're also hearing that one of the biggest reasons why Kyrie signed the 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 or opted in was he wanted to fulfill his four year contract with KD, not contract with KD. But they wanted to play their the, the entire contract out uh, that they both agreed to. KD agreed to four years. Kyrie agreed to four years. Um, one thing that's not being talked about a lot in this whole equation is team construction. Yes, Kyrie's back with, with the Nets. Now, that doesn't mean that he still can't be traded. It doesn't mean anything. It just means that as of right now, he is a Brooklyn Net because he opted into his player option. Also, Russell Westbrook opted into it. We'll, we'll talk about that. But one thing that is being lost in this entire thing is team construction. A lot of people put the problems that Brooklyn had last year on Kyrie Irving. Now, I will say, I will, I will lament the fact that a, Kyrie did play a part in the team chemistry, seeing as though he only he he didn't he only played like twenty nine games last year. Like he, it's kind of hard building chemistry, especially with your two stars. It'd be different if there was a role player that you had to build chemistry with. No, this is a star player. One of your star players, because the team has two of them, that you have to build chemistry. I mean, and and just look at the look at the look at the 
fluctuation this team went through just this year. I mean, you had James Harden. Now you don't have James Harden. You have Ben Simmons. Is he going to come back for the playoffs? Is he not going to come back? He ain't come back. Kyrie Irving, he's not going to play in any games because he can only play in away games. Then, oh, shoot, well, he's going to play in away games. It's just a lot. It was a lot. Oh, and then they lifted the ban uh, due to the vaccine. They lifted the ban. So now in the playoffs, you can play home games. So I will say that some of the a lot of the chemistry problems that Brooklyn had was on Kyrie. Not all of it, but a lot of it. But a lot of the, the thing that's not talked about the most, in my opinion, which should be talked about, is roster construction. Look, look at look at Brooklyn's roster. Brooklyn. One of the biggest reasons why I don't have Brooklyn winning anything next year. I'm not going to say anything, but one reason why I don't consider Brooklyn, at least right now, a a serious title contender is look at their roster, bro. In fact, let me just read off. Let me read off their centers. LaMarcus Aldridge, who is 36 years old. Andre Drummond. And Dayron Sharp, who went to North Carolina. Shouts out to him. Let me read their forwards to you. Power forwards. Nick Claxton. Kevin Durant. Blake Griffin, who's 33 and, and on his last leg. And that's it. Now, let me read their, let me read, let me just read their team that I haven't read. Bruce Brown. Seth Curry. Gordon Drogic, David Duke Jr., Kessler Edwards, Joe Harris, who didn't play majority of the year last year due to injury, Kyrie Irving, Patty Mills, and Cam Thomas. Here's a problem with their team, bro. This is not a good roster in the slightest. Yeah, you have Ben Simmons, but you don't know what you're getting out of Ben Simmons. And are you gonna play Ben Simmons at the forward? Are you gonna excuse me? Are you gonna play him at the point guard? This is not a good constructed team. This team consists of two, three, two players that can create their own shot. That's it. Just two players that can create their own shot. And also, a lot of the players that they're depending on. Look at the age of this team, bro. Thirty-six, twenty-five, twenty-three. 31, 36, 28, 33, 33, 30, 30, 33. And these ain't, Blake Griffin isn't a young 33. LaMarcus Aldridge isn't a, an, a young 36. Gordon Drogic isn't a young 36. Joe Harris, due to his injury history, isn't a young 30. Patty Mills isn't a young 33. What I'm saying is this, man. Yeah, shouts out to Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, um, he is he's returned to the team. Uh, again, that doesn't leave out a, a, a trade scenario, but as of right now, he is a Brooklyn net. But this team, 
And this is no no disrespect. Look at this. Look at the past. Look at the past four. Look at the past four NBA champions. Toronto, Kawhi Leonard, Kyle Lowry. Now, again, a lot of that was due to Golden State breaking down, but Kyle Lowry, Kawhi Leonard, Pascal Siakam, Serge Ibaka, Danny Green was hitting big shots. That's a better team than this team. The bubble, uh, uh, the Lakers, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, Rajon Rondo, um, Morris. That's a better team than this team. Don't get me started with the Bucks, Giannis, uh, uh, oh no, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, Bobby Portis, Pat Connington. That's a better team than this team. And let's not get, I mean, Golden State, Steph, Clay, Dre, Jordan Poole, Andre, I mean, uh, Andrew Wiggins, Kevon Looney. If we're talking about, we're just talking about this team because we're not even going to talk about the, the the other, you know, players that aren't healthy, but Jonathan Kaminga. What I'm saying is this, man. This team is poorly constructed. This team is constructed to a point where you always have to play Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving. One of them always has to be on the court because you don't have another player that can create their own shot. Ben Simmons is not a shooter. Yeah, he's 25 and he's huge, but he's he's not. He doesn't create his own shot. As we clearly saw, reason why he's not in Philly. So, yeah, shouts out to Kyrie Irving for making, you know, coming back to to Brooklyn. But this team, in my unless there's major changes that's, that's going to be had, which they can't because of how strapped they are to the cap. I mean, Kevin Durant, which no problem, but Kevin Durant is making $42 million. Kyrie Irving right now is 35 mil. Ben Simmons is 33 mil. Bruce Brown is 4.7 million. Seth Curry is $8.2 million. Patty Mills is five point eight million. <clears throat> well, damn, they got my man Kessler Edwards making five thousand dollars. Damn, that's terrible. What I'm saying is this, man. Um, and I'll talk about this a little more when we talk about free agency and breaking down teams and stuff. But the Kyrie saga is kind of over. Uh, I, I do believe that there was a, a, a strong point that Kyrie wasn't going to be there because of the money situation. And, and, and let me, let me, let me park there right quick. The reason why teams put stipulations in, in, and put benchmarks, uh, some benchmarks into contracts is because of the player. Now, a lot of actually most of it is to to protect the team, but it's to protect the team from the player. And what do I mean by that? One of the biggest reasons why Randy Gregory is not on the the Cowboys anymore. He's on the I think he went to the Broncos was because they were trying to put different stipulations on his contract in his contract. 
like talking about off the field issues and if you get in trouble and how if you get suspended due to you know illegal substances uh the amount of game that you have to play they wouldn't have to do that if you haven't given them a track record of you may have a bunch of off the field issues you may have a bunch of off the court issues you may have a bunch of you're not you're not reliable as 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 it comes to playing on the court. So if you're, I, and I get Kyrie's sense. This is yo, I, I'm Kyrie Irving. I mean, I won a championship, or I, I, I won a championship with, with Cleveland. I hit one of the biggest shots in NBA Finals history. I'm one of the best uh, offensive scorers the game has ever seen. I'm one of the best. I probably am the best at handling the ball the game has ever seen. I shouldn't need stipulations. Not to mention, these last three seasons have been uh, outliers instead of the norm. You had the the, the June si- or the January sixth insurrection. You had COVID. You had the season breakdown. You had the bubble. You had the vaccine mandates. So I understand Kyrie's port, but I also understand Brooklyn's port, man. Like, yo, there's the reason why we have to put these stipulations because you cannot be trusted. Just point blank, period. You just you can't be trusted. So because of your past actions. So I understand the the both sides, honestly. But. Going back to this team, the Brooklyn Nets roster, bro, they're not winning a championship. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, Big KD was a big toe away or a pinky toe away from getting them to the finals and winning the finals. Well, yeah. Two years ago, last year, and shouts out to Nick Wright, they were 16 games away. (laughs) They were 16 games away from winning a championship. I don't know if anybody knows math, but you have to win 16 games to win a championship. They got swept, bro, by the better team. They got swept by the better team, right? And you know just how far they were. They got swept by the they got swept by Boston. Boston then goes on to have a, a seven-game series against Milwaukee without Chris Milton, a seven-game series with with uh Miami who is who struggled mildly offensively who really only had one offensive weapon which was uh Jimmy Butler and lost in the finals 4-2 to Golden State that Boston team swept Brooklyn and kind of like the Lakers who was going to run it back cuz they kind of have no ch- options with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook, Brooklyn's gonna try to run. Brooklyn's gonna try to do a whole season, but run it back with Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and now hopefully Ben Simmons. And I still don't think that's gonna win you a championship, especially when I've seen. You know, we need to see what happens with with uh, Milwaukee. We need to see what happens with Philly. We need to see what happens with Toronto. We need to see what happens with Miami. On the if, say they do make it to the. To the NBA Finals, we need to, you know, they still have Golden State to go. I think Phoenix could still make a shot. See what happens with Denver, the Lakers, the Clippers. <laughs> Shouts out to uh, Kyrie Irving for signing the extension. Or no, not signing the extension, I'm sorry. Ooh. 
opting into his player option, but I don't think, at least how this roster is currently constructed, I don't see a championship in their sights. That's just saying. Let's move forward. Outside of uh, Russell Westbrook signing his uh, or keep saying, opting into his player option, one of the biggest news from the other day was John Wall and the Rockets agreeing to a buyout, and then John Wall intends to sign with the Clippers. Now, a lot of people keep floating the the last time John Wall was healthy. He averaged like 20, 23 and a half points a game, uh, 10 assists. He was an all-star. Yeah, that was six years ago, bro. The last time John Wall played an entire season healthy, Barack Obama was the president. Just let that sink in. Barack Obama was the president. In fact, <laughs> I like doing this. It's kind of fun. Six years ago, it was 2016? No. Yeah, 2016. 2016. Rap albums. Last time John Wall was uh last time John Wall was playing a full healthy season, which I believe was 2016. The Life of Pablo just dropped. Coloring Book just dropped. Birds in the Trap Sing Brian McKnight from Travis Scott just dropped. Jeffrey just dropped. For Your Eyes Only just dropped. The Suns tirade just dropped. Isaiah, Kevin Gates. Shroom Life 2. <laughs> Views. Run the Jewels 3. Mm. Savage Mode 1. Prima Donna by Vince Staples just dropped. Yeah. What I'm saying is it's been a long freaking time since John Wall has played a full season. Now, I will say this. No disrespect to John Wall. I will say this. You have to be careful about how much validity you take into these off-season workouts and uh, all these videos of players playing against people that aren't in the NBA and they look like they look like every player that puts out a summer highlight tape or, or puts out video of them working out against players. One, they never miss a shot, which I understand. You guys are NBA players. You are the top of the top. I'm, I can imagine a lot of NBA players don't miss shots in them in them runs. Also, though, one thing that you see is they don't really play against a lot of NBA players to play against a lot of trainers, a lot of friends, just a lot of people that go to play pickup, which is cool, which is cool. But there's a difference between playing pickup or or or, or training drills with people or and, and playing against top-tier talent. So I'll say this. If John Wall is anywhere close to the John – the John Wall in 2016, which is hard to believe that he is seeing as though most of the, the injuries that he sustained was lower body injuries. And he sat out most of the year last year due to the fact that, you know, uh, 
the Rockets just didn't want him to play. They wanted to develop their own. They did. They they were tanking pretty much. If John Wall is anywhere close to the 2016 John Wall, then I will have a hard time picking anybody in the West. Or actually, I'll have a hard time picking anybody else to win the NBA championship outside the Los Angeles Clippers. And I say that to say this. if you Let's just look at the Clippers with John Wall. Let's look at the Clippers roster. Since since we're looking at rosters today, <laughs> you have Robert Covington, Paul George, Rodney Hood, Reggie Jackson, Kawhi Leonard, Luke Kennard, Terrence Mann, Marcus Morris Sr., Nor- Norman Powell, uh, Zubach, and of course, oh, Jason Peter- uh, Peterson. And of course, you're at, oh, Isaiah Hertenstein, and you're adding John Wall to this. Not to mention, you still have Amir Coffey, you have Brandon Boston Jr., Nicholas Batoon, who is a old 33. Reggie Jackson is a young 32. Jesus. What I'm saying is this. That is a loaded team. And then you're adding a attacking point guard that also looks to pass. That's the difference, in my opinion, between John Wall and Russell Westbrook. John Wall... He attacks looking to pass. Russell Westbrook attacks looking to score, but if he doesn't have a scoring option, then he passes. Um, I do think a lot of it, of course, is contingent on what the John Wall that we're getting, also contingent on the Paul George that we're getting, uh, also contingent on the Kawhi Leonard that we're getting. Kawhi Leonard didn't play at all last year. So if Kawhi Leonard's right, if Paul George is right, if John Wall is anywhere close to top-tier John Wall, I don't expect him to be, you know, prime Wizards John Wall. But if he can get to the John Wall that was back in 2016 or, you know, some of these highlight clip John Wall that we're seeing, again, I don't. Also, John Wall has kind of um, affected the way that I see those summer workouts. Because I don't know if people remember. But he used to have this this uh some this summer video uh series called Summer of Serious, where he would go and he'd work out in Miami and he'd put episodes out of him, you know, working out intensely, this that, and the third. Yet every single season he came out of he came into training camp out of shape. So I'm like, what the hell happened from the summer of Sirius to the beginning of training camp and you're out of shape. It is crazy to me. So, and I'm not here to bust John Wall's chops, man. I'm a big John Wall fan, of course. I I remember everything that he did for Washington, uh, for the city, for the team. So I, I want the best for John Wall. I'm just being realistic. We haven't seen John Wall play a fully healthy season since 2016. And if we're getting now, John Wall did have flashes in Houston. If John Wall does, he did play a little bit in Houston. If he does look anywhere close to the 2016 John Wall, the Clippers are are already loaded. They will be even better. Uh, and I think he'd be good enough. <laughs> like, think about that. You're now putting a starting point guard in Reggie Jackson and moving him to the bench. Or you have John Wall coming off the bench. That's crazy. So, you know, I, I definitely need to see what happens moving forward. So, 
And there you have it, man. Today's been a quick one. I have a busy day today. Uh, there you have it. Next episode, I believe, I believe it's going to be next episode. I'm going to break down what every team should do in free agency. Uh, but I appreciate you guys today. If you want a popular podcast shirt, hoodie, sweater, long sleeve, joggers, the link is in the description below. I have multiple different colors, multiple different designs. Go get your unpopular podcast merch today. Also, please subscribe to wherever you're listening. Please subscribe to wherever you're watching. It would mean a lot to me. I'm trying to get the algorithms going. I'm trying to get more people to come on and, and experience the unpopular podcast, and I can't do it without your help. So please like, please share, please comment, please uh, subscribe if you haven't. And it definitely means a lot to me. And until next time, much love. I barely miss Yeah Bitch I barely miss Bitch, I barely miss. Can't recall a moment even when I reminisce. Uh, got some homies buried cause the ops is playing this. Uh, nigga, been that corner for your pockets, you get hit. Uh, shit feel like a rocket when it's sliding out the clip. Mm. With them politics, mm. school of hard knocks. Mm. We got scholarships, mm. stories I forgot. Mm. Wait, let me rewind. Mm. Melly caught him three, mm. know that he got five. Mm. Retaliation coordinated like electric slide. Mm. Pouring nugget ducats, he been working overtime. Mm. Blaming on the nigga pigment, you forget what history went with it. Left a signet with no way to get it. Been this way since it's red line, lead to red rag. Shipping bloodbath, niggas scamming, trying to build a future for their son to have. What you get when you take niggas, take the system, take the struggle, take oppression, take the hustle. Mix it in that pot of gumbo, we don't miss. <laughs> yeah. Bitch, I barely miss. Okay. Yeah. Bitch, I barely miss Can't recall a moment even when I reminisce uh, Got some homies buried cause the ops is playing this uh, Nigga been that corner for your pockets, you get hit uh, Shit felt like a rocket when it's Wait. Bitch, I need some head to go along with a nigga Come up, we the hustle, gave us nothing How we flippin', make it double Gave my cousin jail time Gave my people long records How I flip this shit to music Give you niggas classic records, we'll miss My manager blood, but my label made it crib Team took a bullet to the Cold, but he lived wow. Now he got a daughter She get brought up Watch it flip uh, Bet she barely miss uh, You can't tell a black queen shit Watch the money spring flip I've been working long hours I've been working swing shifts Had our people up in chains Niggas shackled to the ankles Now we busting down chains Beat the system Tell them thank you for the motivation That shit captivating Niggas rising We done took that pressure Made it diamonds Bitch What you get when you take niggas Take a system Take a struggle Take oppression Take a hustle Mix it in that pot of Gumbo will miss Yeah Bitch I barely miss Yeah I say bitch I barely miss Can't recall a moment even when I reminisce Got some homies buried cause the ops is playing this Nigga been that corner for your pockets you get hit Shit feel like a rocket when it's sliding Wait.